This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Red Valley is intended for mature audiences and contains scenes some listeners may find distressing. Please go to redvalleypod.com for full content warnings on every episode. Do you want to continue? Clive. Clive, wake up. Oh. <clears throat> what? What's happening? We're here. We are? This is it. Wait. This is it? This is it. This is, this is a house. I know you thought your money would buy you a cryopod tucked up George Washington's nose on Mount Rushmore. This is the best we can do. Where the hell are we? Last place anyone will look. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a very secure place to hang out for the next thousand years. You're forgetting. You're an American amateur, Shell, Home of the doomsday prepper. Yeah, very reassuring, Shelley. You want to go downstairs? Jesus, $20 million for a bungalow in... Where even are we? Willimantic. Willie what? Willimantic, Connecticut. Willie Willimantic, home of the Wyndham Frog Fight. What? The Battle of the Frogs? Am I, am I still asleep? Hey, you made it. Hey, Josh, we all good up here? Yeah, head on down, Pam. Security is tight up here. Assuming Mr. Shill hasn't been tracked on his way over. <laughs> Wasn't tracked, Josh. Nice to meet you, by the way. Well, rumor has it the overhead nest got busted. Are you sure your old pals aren't on the lookout for a new place to get their heads down? Or Aubrey Wood isn't roaming around Connecticut trying to ruin someone else's day? We don't know if that's even true. And security is your job, Josh. You want to keep talking on the street or what? (laughs) Nah. Everyone else is downstairs. You're good. You know, for all the money I've spent on this, you could have bought a bigger gun. Josh. Hey guys, this is Clive Shell. Oh. Hi guys. Hey Clive. Yeah, don't don't mind me. Just carry on, carry on. Seriously, Pam, this is going to keep us safe for ten centuries. A basement in someone's house. Clive, 
Do you have any idea how hard it's been these last few years to gather the materials needed to build this place? What, there isn't a Home Depot nearby? It doesn't look like much, but this basement is tight as a drum. Everything we need for survival, no matter what happens outside. Extra MBV cells for the pods. I don't know what that is. The batteries, dumbass. The batteries that power the pods independently for hundreds of years, we're also using them to power everything else. Complete energy independence. Pods don't all look so pretty, no. We've had to Frankenstein most of them together. Far less suspicion getting individual parts than trying to source a complete pod on its own. Not an easy feat of engineering. Okay, and we've got all the stuff. The heart's horn. Make it sound like crystal meth. Yes, we have the heart's horn. We're taking it out of containment very soon. And we've got the right people to like. Yes, we've got the right people, Clive. I know what I'm doing. So, like, do you need me to study anything? Like, do I have to know anything? What do you want to know? I don't know. Like, the stewardess always has important information before a flight. If I were you, I wouldn't describe anyone in this room as a stewardess. You can't learn about oxidative DNA repair on the back of a cereal box, Clive. Bit late to worry about any of that now. Look, you funded this. At considerable personal risk. Everyone in the room knows it. You've done your job. You can let us do ours. We did it! We did it. We're going to sleep tonight. It's a bit like um, it's a bit like the old days, all this. You know, underground, exposed brickwork and cables everywhere. A distinct body odour. Feels like Red Valley. Well, hopefully not too much, like... <laughs> Everyone, quiet! <laughs> Shit! Pam! Pam, what the Shut hell? up! Jesus, the last place anyone would look. You were followed. No, we weren't. Of course you were. Where are your guns? We don't have guns. Josh is the only one who's armed. You don't have guns? $20 million and you couldn't find the chain for a few spare... Fuck's sake. Hello, everyone. Becky. Francesca. I mean, how the hell did you get... (laughs) And don't call her Becky. She doesn't like that. I really don't. Is Josh dead? (laughs) The guy outside? Yeah. Oh, I guess the overhead nest didn't work out so well. No, it did not. Aubreywood's army of twats destroyed it all, and every fucking cryopod in England, for all we know. And everyone who's ever made one has gone to ground, so, uh, room at the inn for two more? You've got at least one spot open, now we've blown Josh's head off, so one more, and we're all good to go. Whoa, no, 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 whoa, 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 why don't you put the guns down for a minute and have a civilised conversation? There's there's no more pods. Everyone in this group has a specific role in making this work. It's the minimum amount of people you need to run a cryopod nest. Barely. For a hypersleep period of this length, we don't even know if it's enough. I, I thought you'd say something like that. Well, it's pretty obvious where the weak link is then. Thanks for everything, Clive. Fuck it! Wait, wait! <laughs> you really could have hurt someone then, Fran. You can't hide from me, Clive. Anything he's promised you is probably bollocks. We can give you all anything you want. Now we're awake again, Rebecca's actually CEO of Overhead, so all of this really belongs to us anyway. Oh, I've got that in writing, have you? Step out from behind that box, you bloody child. It is not a box. It's the ECMO machine, and if you put a bullet through that or anything else in here, all of this is going to be a moot point. Well, just hand him over, then. He was your money man, and now it's us. You can't shoot Clive. I bloody can. I told you. We're the skeleton team of engineers needed to make this work. There is only one of each of us, so we have to be alternates for each other. Not the specialists, but skilled enough to manage if we lose somebody. I'm the alternate for Bill, Bill's the alternate for Shelley, and so on. And who's Clive the alternate for? The guy whose head you just blew off. So now Clive is in sole charge of heartworn transfusion. I'll bollock the ears. You want to wake up with blood toxicity in eight weeks instead of a thousand years and find out? You can bloody teach 
Judge Osman. That's not. It's taken months to get him up to speed. You can't just. You can't just. No, you, yeah, you can't just learn about oxidative DNA repair on the back of a cereal box, Fran. Okay. 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 Well, smart people. Let's brainstorm her. How, how are we going to manage this? How are we going to manage this? I know what to do. Rebecca. <laughs> She was losing the plot anyway. Poor Fran. Thank you, Rebecca. That was all rubbish, wasn't it? Clive can barely transfuse piss into an open toilet. Yeah, yeah, it was. So why did you say it? I don't know. For your daughter, I guess. Thanks. Are we all done with the murdering now? Yeah. I really am sorry for all the fuss, everyone. The last thing I want to do is throw a spanner in the works. I I can assure you that no one else knows the location of this site or what exactly you're doing here. You can believe me because all I want is the same thing as all of you. I want to survive. But not just that. I want to wake up in a future where we can build a better world. And please, don't take this the wrong way, but no matter how good your homemade hypersleep nest is... In a thousand years, when you poke your heads out of this little basement, if you don't have some help, you won't last a week. So, my gifts to you, in return for a place to get my head down for the next millennium, are the resources that were put in place to protect and sustain the overhead board of directors once they woke up. They won't be needing them now, so they're yours. Do we have a deal? Sure. Can the gun go away now? Of course. Awesome. Well then, don't mind me. As you were. Right. Well, Josh was in charge of security and supplies, so... Shelley, can you and Remy take a look at the inventory? Uh, yeah. Come on, this isn't the first dead body any of us has seen. Let's go. Great. You think you might do something about... Um... Oh, yeah. Me and Clive will do that. Sorry, again, Pam, about the mess. Grab her feet, Clive. Uh, I, I walk with a cane, Rebecca. I don't know if I can manage carrying a dead body. Just do it. For fuck's sake. Watch her head! I've got it. Don't bang her head! Oh, will I make it worse? Okay. You sure this is, um... It's fine. And the animals can't get to her, at least. It's what she would have wanted, I'm sure. Francesca, may you find the peace that so eluded you in life in the boot of this Toyota Prius. Too bad you couldn't cut it. Come on, let's get back. Beautiful words, Becky. Do you have any friends or colleagues you haven't murdered, betrayed or left for dead? Left for dead? Well, we made you CEO. You know, it's actually much less fun being captain of the Titanic in the second half of the movie. I could have shot you instead of Fran. It could be you taking a dirt nap in the back of a mid-range family saloon. Yeah, oh, thanks so much for not shooting me in the face, Becky. Why didn't you, anyway? (sighs) Fran didn't take very well to being woken up early. 
She was getting unpredictable. Oh, whereas I... You're an open book, Clive. And I managed to put together my own cryopod nest. You managed to pay other people with overheads money to put together a cryopod nest. But, yes, clearly our interests are aligned. So here I am in... Where are we again? Willy... Willy Mans... Willy Mantic. Um... That's it. Where is everyone? And what's with all the frogs? Oh, everybody's going on about frogs, I don't know. I slept the whole way here. You didn't see the bridge? Giant frog statues, like ten feet tall statues of frogs. I don't know. We're in Frogwell, Connecticut, because it was abandoned, and they found a big deep doomsday basement to use. I pay them to worry about things so I don't have to. Well, do you trust them? I'm about to have a sleepover at their house for a thousand years, yes, I trust them. Can they trust you? I'm afraid I can't really vouch for you. We all want the same thing. We need each other now, and we'll need each other at the other end. For what it's worth, I meant it. We'll have overhead's resources that were put aside. What happened to the overhead nest? (laughs) Would you like to gloat? Yeah, I'd love to. I remember smoke, fire, coughing, lying on the freezing ground next to my pod, unable to move or hear or speak. And there she was, just standing over me. Aubrey Wood. Yeah. What did she say? She didn't say anything. Well, maybe she did. Like I said, I couldn't hear anything. By the time I could stand up, she was gone. The nest was beyond repair, and 300 of Overhead's nearest and dearest just stood about in ridiculous lycra body suits getting cold. What did you all do? What everyone at Overhead does. They looked to my father for help, but he wasn't there. He wasn't there? She took him. What, Aubrey took him? She kidnapped Malcolm? Yes. What for? Where's she going to go? I don't know. No ransom. No great gesture. They're gone. Maybe she ate him. Wow, Becky, I'm... Look, I always... Don't worry about saying anything nice. He tried to screw you over, just like I did. You've only got one Landry to deal with now, at least. Oh, there you are. It's getting dark. I thought you'd gotten lost. Just taking a last turn round the block. Pam, you've got to tell me about these frogs. I can't sleep for a thousand years not knowing. The frogs? Oh. Ah, it's local history. A bunch of townspeople in the 18th century wake up in the night to this terrible sound. This awful roaring noise all around them. They're convinced they're under some sort of attack, so they arm themselves. Panic in the street, people firing guns in the dark. When the sun comes up, they find out what they actually heard. A mill pond nearby was drying out, and the local bullfrog population made a great big noise fighting each other to the death over the last of the standing water. No soldiers, no armies, just a bunch of dead frogs. (laughs) That's so bizarre. What a weird thing to memorialise. At least they owned it. There's probably a poignant analogy in there somewhere. Why don't you head inside and mull it over? We've got a week's worth of bio-assessments to get done for you in a couple of hours. Yes, boss. See you downstairs, then. Don't catch cold, you two. Are you okay? Should have known something would come along and fuck up our shit today. (laughs) Happens to us every damn time. Yeah, well, it could have been worse. At least it wasn't Aubrey Wood who found us. Right. Take a look around, Dr Jennings. You're not going to see the sky again for a long time. Maybe. Maybe not. Oh, have some faith. 
exhausting having to be optimistic for the both of us all the time. Hmm. What is that noise? It's frogs. Easier to hear them with no one else around. I thought they all killed each other. Guess they figured something out. Hmm. Want to ask them how they did it? Don't speak frog. February 12th, 2064. Come on! Shelly! Shelly! Wake up! I need the ADD! The defense! Shelly, you're gonna be okay! I, is anyone else fucking awake? Help me! Um, uh, what? Why are you shouting? Pipe down! Clive, Clive time to get up! Becky, why, why is everyone having a go? What's Landry, going on? Landry, get over here, I need you! Pam, Shelley's gone! We need to get out of here right now! This isn't your fucking show, Landry! These people are my friends! Get over here and help me! Pam, look at, look at me! Look at me! You're not thinking straight, she's dead! And we're gonna be dead too unless we get out of here! Clive! Hey! Dipshit! Oh. I need you to walk. All right, I can't carry you. Here's your stupid stick with the ice cube on it. Now, come on. What's the date? I don't know. The date? What year? Oh. Jesus, Pam, I mean it. Let's go. The others. We're leaving. What's, okay, okay, what's, okay. what's the hurry? Why are we leaving? Because I am not going to die in fucking Connecticut. Clive, move. It's cold. Oh, fuck. I'm not coming back for you. What are you doing? <coughs> Becky, what happened? The fuck should I know? How long... How long did we sleep? I don't know! The street look a thousand years older to you? Pam! Pam! <coughs> Had to check the computer before. Had to know... How long was it, Pam? 20 years, 4 months, 9 days. What? It's 2064. Ah! That's a long way off a thousand years, Pat. I know, I'm sorry. Well, well, maybe we maybe we can go back in. No one's going back in there. No, 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 let's just wait and see. I'm, like, I'm sure it's just a... Let's, um, let's get out our little black books. Who's going to have a few spare cryopods in 2064? Red Valley was written by Jonathan Williams, directed by Alan Mandel, and recorded at Orpheus Studio, London. 
All music, editing and sound design by Richard Orpheus Campbell with Carol Pestridge as assistant director. Additional dialogue recorded by John Parkhouse and original podcast artwork by Claire Hoops. Performances by Alexander Broad as Clive Schill, Rachel Fowler as Pamela Jennings, Natalie Day as Rebecca Landry, Carol Pestridge as Francesca Jones, Rashid Sabitri as Bill, Jess Hrabowski as Shelley, Robert Wisden as Josh, and Natalie Day as Blue Sky. Thanks as always to the overhead board of directors, Jack Reese, Marguerite Kenner, Dev Patel, Paul James, and Hayley Daniel. We return to Red Valley in While You Are Hypersleeping 3, coming soon. Thanks so much for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring <laughs> Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.